Success in the New Retirement with Damon Roberts and Matt Deaton. And this is the Success in the New Retirement podcast with Damon Roberts and Matt Deaton. My name is Mark Owens, and it's all powered by Acute Wealth Advisors. All the information, you can find it at successinthenewretirement.com. You know, I think normalcy is the word that people have just been using more than any other phrase when they talk about 2021. I just, I'm ready to go back to, uh, you know, sit outside at a restaurant. I'm ready to go to a concert. I'm ready to go, you know, to a live sporting event. And we're, we're lucky. We've been able to do some of those in very limited capacities. But, but I think a lot of people, and there was a survey that went out that said one thing they missed the most during the pandemic is simply dining out, which was a little surprising to me. Well, it's just one of those little, you know, rewards you have at the end of the day or at the end of the week, you know, you go out for a weekend with your wife or your kids and it's just something that kind of gets you out of the house and you don't have to cook, you don't have to clean up and it's fun. But it's funny how little things like that, that we kind of took for granted were taken away Mm -hmm. and now we kind of appreciate a little bit more. And, And so, you know, as we kind of get back to something that's a little bit more normal, you know, I wonder how we're going to, you know, take advantage of that and how we'll appreciate some of that stuff more. And then, you know, and then what, again, what are we going to do to, to make sure that, you know, we can keep that going and, and enjoy those type of things on a daily basis. 2020 was a wild year. And the Associated Press says that our taxes could be a little tricky because of what we went through in 2020. How so? How will the pandemic affect our taxes this year? There, there's a lot of different things. We had the CARES Act that came out. We had some stimulus that people received some income uh, from stimulus if they were, you know, had a business or things. Some people didn't have to take uh, required minimum distributions. I mean, a lot of our retired clients, uh, that was a new thing for them and talking about whether they should or shouldn't. And and those RMDs are, are taxable income and whether they 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 rolled those into Roth IRAs or, you know, there's just a lot of different things that, that options that people had this last year that were unique and new. And then what we know about, you know, this new year is that we've got a new administration that's going to be looking at taxes a lot different. And it, it is going to take them some time to, to, to really make any sweeping changes. And so we have this year to really look at and say, what are our options right now? that are going to be beneficial for me and my family to make sure I'm putting myself in a good tax advantaged um, opportunity looking at retiring soon or if I'm already in retirement because there really are some significant opportunities that people need to look at to help themselves uh, be in a good place going forward. Yeah, I would say that there's two things that I keep reminding clients that have called in and said, hey, what is this election going to do to us? What's it going to do to taxes Mm -hmm. is number one, it's not going to happen overnight, right? So there's going to be changes. But even if they, they got right at it and started making, making changes to what the tax code would be, those wouldn't go into effect until 2022 or possibly even later. So again, you have a little bit of time. Like Damon was saying, there is some opportunity this year. Um, we spent a lot of time last year doing Roth conversions for clients and, and trying to get money out of some of these tax-deferred accounts into tax-free accounts because... The writing's been on the wall for a long time that taxes are likely going to be higher. So, you know, it's it's something that regardless of who got elected, regardless who gets elected four years from now, you're retiring for 20, 30 years. You need to be planning to be tax efficient during that whole time. So we can't just get focused on what's going to happen tomorrow or what's going to happen next year. It's, it's a more of a long-term approach, but you do have time. The other thing I would say is that that the extent of the changes 
no one really knows. Right. And so, you know, we're going to have to kind of adjust with that. And then we don't know what the future holds from there. And so when Damon and I sit down and do a financial plan for someone, we're, we're working through how we become more tax efficient. Again, it's looking at what tax rates are today, but then it's also kind of looking out and saying, okay, in the past, what have tax rates been? Historically, we're at some of the lower tax rates, debts rising. It doesn't take much to say that regardless of who's in power, whether it's Democrat, whether it's Republican, whether it's a mix, it doesn't matter. More than likely, we're going to have to fall on the proverbial sword and taxes are likely to go go up because, again, they've never been so low. So it doesn't take much to say they're going to be higher. And so that's where we start making those adjustments. But it's, it's critical that we think those things through. So I'll give you an example. I had a client that called me up. They had set some New Year's resolutions for this year. And one of the things that they wanted to do was to pay off some debt. And when they totaled up their credit card debt and some cars that they had and all the things that they wanted to pay off, it ended up being about $90,000. And and so they called up and said, hey, our goal is to pay off this debt. And so you know we want to withdraw $90,000 out of the IRA. And I said, well, hold on. Let's run some numbers. And when we ran the numbers based on their income plus this $90,000, this would bump them up into the 24% tax bracket, where right now they would be really close to that 12% tax bracket. And so, you know, that's like doubling their tax by, you know, taking this huge withdrawal from the 401k. Mm-hmm. And so we talked through that and I said, look, you know, what is your interest rates on your credit cards? What's your interest rates on your on your car loans? And for them, their credit cards were really high. They were paying 16, 19% on some of these credit cards, but their car loan was only 1.9%. And so I say, you know, what, what if we do a compromise here? What if we take a chunk from the IRA? Let's pay off these credit cards. Let's do what you were talking about. Let's try to help you reach your goal. But why don't we not pay off the truck and the other car? What if we use the extra income that you will have from not having to make these payments towards these credit cards and you guys dial in your budget a little bit more and you guys pay extra towards this, these vehicles and pay them off just through cash flow on a monthly basis? That would reduce their their them pumping up into that higher tax bracket. Plus, it kind of gives them some goals to work through for throughout the year that they're not just going to their retirement account to cash it out to pay off some debt, and then maybe that mm-hmm. balloons right back up. But they're actually kind of focusing a little bit more on their budget and being able to spend, you know, the appropriate amount so they have money left over to pay down this debt. And so their goal for 2021 shifted. They're going to still pay off some credit card debt. They're going to still pay off their car but they're going to do it over a longer period of time and they're going to be more focused at it through the cash flow. And so it helped them tax wise. And they're, they're like, you know what? We really like this idea because it kind of forces us to kind of get on a late, maybe a little bit more of a budget like we're going to have when we're retired. So it'll be nice to kind of practice that, see what that's like and devote a little bit more money to go towards this debt that we have. And then once these are paid off, then we should have quite a bit more money to be able to spend on a monthly basis. And so so that's kind of the process that we went through with them. And so, again, we get clients that call in all the time with those type of questions where they're saying, you know, this is what I'm thinking of doing. Help me walk through. Am I doing this right? Am I making a mistake? If I'm, you know, tell me tell me what I'm missing. And then Damon and I can kind of use our expertise and our experience to kind of give them maybe some suggestions or some pointers to be able to accomplish the same thing but maybe in a better way. I want to go back to something you said for a second as we deal with our taxes and prepare for what changes lie ahead of us for 2021 that our taxes are going to immediately go up because we do have to pay for those stimulus checks. We're still in a record amount of debt, but I think it's worth repeating again that yes, taxes will go up, 
but it's not going to happen right now. Right. It's not immediate, right? I mean, we have some time. I would say don't wait either. Right. You know, thinking that I've got all this time. Now is the time to really look at and say, I need to to look at my taxes and become tax efficient, or I will miss this wonderful opportunity that Matt and I have been talking about, not just this year, but for a few years that we are at very, very low tax rates. This is not the norm, people. Mm -hmm. Right. And this might be the catalyst to actually get you to do something, to pick up the phone and call us or call your advisor or whatever to to actually take the step. You know, I think in the back of the mind, in our mind, we've all kind of known that debt's getting higher where we know that we're going to have to pay this at some point. Taxes are likely to be higher. But maybe years have gone by where you just haven't done anything about it, right? You've just, well, you know, that's something I want to do. Well, again, 2021, we're at the beginning of the year. People are setting goals. It's it's kind of that time to say, okay, I'm actually going to put action to some of these thoughts that I've had. Right. So to Damon's point, yeah, maybe this is the catalyst to get you to, to do something now. Again, it's not something you need to be panicking about or freaking out about or making some irrational decisions about, but... Maybe it's the catalyst to say, yeah, we're going to do it now. It's finally time. I'm, I'm not going to pr- procrastinate this anymore. We're going to get this done this year. We've been talking about the changes we want to make as we begin 2021. And we asked a couple of our listeners, all right, tell us about your New Year's resolutions. Get in shape and uh, spend more time with my family. My New Year's resolution is to spend more time with my grandmother. She's at the point where I need to spend more time with her. I'd like to better balance my work and family life. Let's talk about some of your clients. What are some of the financial resolutions that they're looking to make as we go into 2021? Every year, uh, one of the things that people come in and and look at, especially if they're retired or not retired, is how can we be efficient if they're, they're, you know, and and so we look at a a myriad of different things. But, you know, those that are still working that are close, often one of the things that comes up is, oh, I think this year I'm going to be getting a raise and 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 then we have the conversation of where to put those extra dollars should they just come out and go into the pocket should they go towards debt should we in put them in the IRA or if we've been putting all in the IRA should we divert some into Roth IRA and pay the taxes now there's all of those conversations but one of the favorite questions I love to ask them is how would you like to help how would you like me to help you get a raise and they're like what mm. And, and especially, and these are, these are for new clients coming in that have heard us on the radio or come to a workshop and things. And what one of the, one of Matt and I's favorite things to do is, is to do a portfolio and analysis and be able to show someone, did you realize that you could save X amount in fees? And by saving those dollars, you could give yourself you know, a $5,000, $7,000, $10,000 raise this year in that those dollars could stay in your portfolios and help you retire earlier. And they're always like, yeah, if I can do that, show me <laughs> yeah. how that works. And, and that's one of the things that's hard is, is as, a, as a culture, I don't think we do a great job of educating ourselves about finance and how to read all these prospectuses and really understand where people are getting paid. And there's nothing wrong with anyone getting paid. All of us work and we want to get paid the highest dollar we can for what we do. But we don't want to, you know, in our practice, we want to give good value and we also want to we want to do it in an economical way for people so that their portfolios will grow. And, and one of the things that we find is that we have people that are spending sometimes, especially those that, you know, they've been working and then they retire. And we've, we've sat down and said, did you know your biggest expense of the year now, now that you have no debt and you paid off your home is fees on your portfolio? It's bigger than your mortgage. What? Or, you know, and they're like, what? You know, and so 
going through that, there's some inefficiencies in different kinds of investments, like a variable annuity that has very high fees, mutual funds, which most people have had in their 401ks, um, are, have, are, tend to be more expensive than other better, more efficient options that will give as good or better returns for less cost. And so if you can do that, you're, you can give yourself a raise in this new year just by taking the time to look at your portfolio and make sure that you're, you're getting uh, the best bang for your dollar, that the value you're getting in, in who's ever helping you is really what you want. And, mm-hmm. and it's, it's something that you can be happy with. Do you find as from 2020, we couldn't travel, we couldn't go to sporting events, we didn't go to concerts. People look at their bank account and they say, wait a minute, I've got, I've got a little influx of cash right here. Do they want to know, like, should I hang on to it? Because just in case what happens in 2021 and I need it to keep it in the savings account, or is now a good time to take that extra cash and maybe start putting it towards retirement or putting it towards an IRA? You know, I think one of the phenomenons we saw in 2020, because you saw this big drop in the stock market, and then you saw this massive increase. You saw a lot of people, the day traders, really taking advantage of some of the recovery in the market. And you saw some of these stocks that you'd hear that were up a thousand percent or 700 percent. I've found a lot of people that are getting antsy to start speculating with some of those extra dollars. And what do you mean when you say speculating? Meaning that they're ready to kind of go and become like a little bit of a day trader and maybe risk it on a couple of stocks. I had one client call up and and want to invest in uh, Nikola, which is kind of like a Tesla competitor and put money into that because he thought, hey, this is going to get a big boom and I'm going to go take, you know, five grand and I'm going to go throw it into that. And so that's always caution, That's always a cautionary tale for me. Anytime I get clients, because again, most of our clients that Damon and I work with are people 50 and older. And when I start getting the 50 and older crowd, the people that are getting closer to retirement, where they're kind of getting that itch to go be aggressive with their investments and maybe speculate and try to you know double their money, that always kind of starts to concern me because I've seen that in the past. And oftentimes that, that leads to, you know, you know volatility that you don't want to see in in clients portfolios and and it also kind of causes us to kind of say okay what adjustments we do potentially need to be making to our portfolio to protect if there's a bunch of people that are out there speculating and, and it goes the wrong way and so i guess if i had to put out a concern or something that i have right now is i think the greed index that that kind of some people kind of talk about where people are you know more there's more speculation and more people kind of trying to go for that big win i think it's on the rise and anytime that's risen dramatically, we've always had some sort of a correction or some sort of a pullback in the market that kind of teaches us the lesson that the stock market's not just a place that you always make money in. I think we got to be cautious about that because I've, I've started to see a little bit more of that when, when that few extra dollars are lying around or money mm-hmm. that you would have spent on a vacation or other things that, that didn't happen in 2020. People are kind of, you know, getting the itch to, to put that to work in a different way. So you kind of have to talk them off the ledge. Let's calm down a little bit. Let's have that meeting and, and say what we really need to work with this. Well, what Damon and I usually do in those situations, we say, look, you know, you, you need to make sure that you still have an investment plan. So an investment plan is not speculation. It is you've, you've strategically designed a financial plan that is diversified. It's designed to weather the storm. It's designed to go through the ups and downs, and it's designed to produce the income that you're going to need in retirement. If you have extra money over and above that, and you're thinking that you want to kind of play around in the stock market, do something like that with that money, again, you you have to go into it and say, if I put this $5,000 to work, you know, am I okay if all of it's lost? Well, if that's the answer and you say, okay, that's I'm fine with it being lost, I can afford to have that loss, 
then again, it's just like you spend it on a vacation or something else fun. If, if you lost it, well, then you kind of learn a lesson, you laugh about it, whatever it is, and you move forward, but it didn't jeopardize your overall financial plan. Where I get concerned is when you get people that come into the office and they're showing you your financial plan and they're showing you their investments and they're at the doorstep of retirement and they're invested like they're 20 years old mm -hmm. where they have a ton of risk and they're super excited about maybe some of the performance they have, but they don't tell you how far it had gone down in March and April of 2020. They don't talk about some of those things. That's where it concerns me because those people are setting themselves up that if you do have a market correction, you've got a serious problem because that portfolio is going to get hit really hard and it may take a long time for them to recover. Thanks for listening. Want more from Damon and Matt? Check out successinthenewretirement.com. And while you're there, drop us an email with your questions. Investment advisory services offered through Acute Investment Advisory, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Insurance and annuities offered through its affiliated company, Acute Wealth Advisors, LLC. Tax and or legal advice is not offered by either company or their affiliated companies. Consult with your tax and legal professionals for guidance on tax or legal matters. The information presented should not be viewed as personalized investment advice. All expressions of opinion are subject to change. We are not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.